Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, DC Comics podcast from the Mailed Fuzz Network. I am Peter, and I'm joined by Connor. Oh, changing things up a bit there. Like to keep them on the toes? Yeah. Well, I was zoned out. You know, I was zoned I, out. I tend, I tend not to listen to, to your rambling bits at the start and end. Why? They're quality bits. I mean, that, that, that's for the audience to decide. Quality bits. Matt's here too. Hey, I'm up and away. Hmm. Uh, and you'll be delighted to know that Connor's at least a little bit sick, so you can all enjoy enjoy that fact. And yeah. you wonder why he zones out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like to pay attention when I'm being insulted, but maybe, maybe that's just me. Yeah, he's so used to it, he has to put it in the background. He's, he's just yeah. numb to it. Yeah. It's just a constant, so I don't yeah. really notice it anymore. I'm pretty sure I dropped ginger slurs just without even realising I'm doing it. Like, mid-sentence, end of sentence, before the sentence. Yeah, probably. I think I'll have good new ones when I'm on a toilet seat. I don't know what it is, but for some reason when I'm sitting on the toilet seat, my mind just goes to Connor. I I, I don't know, some some sort of correlation there in my head that just connects. (laughs) Lovely. See, quality bits. Nice to know you're always thinking of me. Uh, I'm a bit loopy. I've had a lot of sleep, so if I, if my if my usually quality bits degrade into not so that. quality bits, I'm going to blame it on. I, that. I think the fact that you think the quality bits is shows that you have lack of sleep, but <laughs> it's just me. All right, uh, so we talk about comic books here. Uh, you might be delighted to know, so we can stop talking about this. Uh, so in this week's show, we've got a late week because it's a week five. Uh, as is typical when there's an extra Wednesday in the month. Uh, we have Batgirl Annual Issue 1, Titans Annual Issue 1, Justice League of America Issue 3, and we have at least one of the uh, DC Hanna-Barbera uh, team-up specials. Matt did mm-hmm. read one of those, so he's going to talk about Booster Gold slash Flintstone Special Issue 1. Yeah. Uh, the reason why we're not covering the rest of those, because uh, someone did ask last week uh, if we were covering them or not, is basically, at least for me personally... Other than the Flintstones, I've never seen any of the other shows that the other team-ups are involving. So I really don't know what I could yeah. offer the conversation for any of those. No no Space Ghost? No Johnny Quest? Never seen them. Yeah. Oh, man. I was a big fan of Scooby-Doo growing up. I loved Wacky Races. These, this, this was more my Hanna-Barbera mm. stuff. Wow. But, Same. Yeah. I just say while we're on that topic, I love that there's a Scooby-Doo team-up book. There's, I think it's a digital first every week. Mm. Oh. Yeah. And... and well, that's just that's just cool. That's I made it cool. two two issues in the Scooby Apocalypse one, and it just wasn't for me. Yeah, no, this isn't that. This is a. Yeah. It just it rotates through teaming up with DC Universe right. people, and right. that, that's it every week. I feel like I feel like the obvious Batman story to write with Scooby Doo teaming up is that Batman will go, "There's no real ghost. Don't be silly." And then they all go, "Yeah, we know. Every week, it turns out to be a person with a mask." Joker's just a man in a mask. We're used to this. I'd be surprised if it wasn't that, frankly, when yeah. they did it. Well, yeah, I think that was one of the main points of Scooby Doo, wasn't it? It was about teaching kids that not to believe in everything you you, you read or see <laughs> or hear. It's always an old man with an amusement park trying to scare people away. I mean, when you think about it, it was really about warning children against creepy pedophiles. When you really think yeah. about it, these creepy yeah. old men try to get close to them with you know smoking mirrors. Old man Withers. It's always old man Withers. 
Oh dear. All right. Uh, obviously, it's the fifth week, so we're going to have a, uh, some other stuff at the end. We're, we're, we've got some uh, a fan question or two to talk about, and uh, some movie news that I think we will actually talk about this week. Uh, now, I know some people aren't as against the movies as we are, so got a little bit of shade last week for ripping into the wake movies. up, wake up, people. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to stop the fire. I will say that the news this week is a little bit more on the positive side, surprisingly. Unless so. you're Connor, who yeah, yeah, well, well, we'll, we'll me the day this dropped. Yeah, that, that's let's save it. We'll, we'll talk about this after the books. Uh, we'll do that first. So that's what people are here for. It's the main event. It's not for my bits. It's not for Connor's hair. Wait, but if it's the main event, the main event goes on last. Not in this show, it doesn't. You, you build to <laughs> you, it. You build to it. Yeah. Also, you want to waste the time first, and then get. I'm not to the sure books. Peter's ever been to like a gig or anything. To be honest, He's no. like, I don't think he realizes you do the support things first, and then. Yeah. And then. Unless you're one of those fans who's like, I'm only here for the opening band, like, who I've met a bunch of. Yeah, they're everywhere. Oh, they're the worst. They're the worst. The main event, and then the rest of it is an encore. It's the bonus bits. Yeah, but all the bands I like. The encore is all the songs you want to hear. They save them for last. Again, your metaphor is is holier than Swiss cheese. <laughs> That's Pete Sager. <laughs> Audio listeners, Pete shaking his fist. Uh, I miss doing this. I used to do this on 121 all the time to him. It's fun, uh, isn't it? It is. Uh-oh. He's going for the air horn. <laughs> can't threaten me. <laughs> We're doing this through screens. Unless you've got my wife in on this, duct tape holds no no danger to me. Uh, dear. I, I fired off that duct tape. I only own that duct tape because uh, it was a prop for a movie. Uh, when, I was, when I was in university, I was making I, I could have sworn for a second that you said you only own it because you needed to tie someone <laughs> It, no, it is. That's what I'm getting to. It was, it was in no, the movie. No, I thought that was like, yeah. as, like as a serious thing. I thought that's what no, you were no. gonna say. No, no. Like well, inside, duct tape's not as good as zip ties. So just next time you know. I mean, you did the music for it, Connor. You've seen the movie. Uh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's where that duct tape's from, and I've kept it around because it's handy. Like every so often, I need a bit of duct tape. <laughs> but the reason why I own it is because it was a movie prop. Du- duct tape is like an essential thing to life. It yeah. just fixes everything. Yeah. You know they say if you can't duct it, then you shouldn't use it anymore. That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> I like every every awful thing I said in the last five minutes. It's just been completely erased by that sentence. Well, no, because there's a there's a more uh, blue version of that phrase, but you know. Oh right, okay. Duck it, f it, but you can't duck it. <laughs> it. Not We're going to move on to books We're going to, before this train wreck yeah. gets any worse. Uh, so first up this week, we have Batgirl Annual Issue 1, which is Hope Larson uh, writing the first... There's two stories in this book. There's uh, the... And they're both about the same length of a normal book, actually. It was kind of just like getting like two issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one's Hope Larson, and I actually didn't match which artist was with which writer. Uh, the second story is written by Vita El- 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 Elia. Ayala. Ayala. There we go. The R on the first one is Anaki Miranda. Anaki Miranda is the first go. one. The second one is Eleonora Carlini. Uh, yep. See, I got... See, because they're the opposite way around the way I've written them down. So that, that's, that's... There we go. So, Bagger Lanyol issue one. Uh, so, the first half of it was the... 
the sort of we'll call it the. I mean, they're both canon, but the first one is the the main story, the one that's setting up plot for uh, future stuff. Not in Batgirl, fair enough. It's setting up plot for Supergirl. But it is the Batgirl Supergirl team up where they team up to go and break into the prison to try and rescue someone named Gail because she's psychically speaking out to Supergirl. And after Supergirl runs into Batgirl, she asks for help and they become yeah. the best of friends. Well, yeah, it's, it's worth noting that she reaches out to her in Kryptonian. Yes. So that's what gets Supergirl so invested in breaking into Cadmus and trying to get Batgirl's help. Yeah. Uh, although I like the idea that if it was in English, she would just ignore it forever. Like, yeah, I don't care. No, nope. not interested. It's like what ginger, what the ginger does when he gets insulted by everybody. It just goes to the background. Exactly. <laughs> you just you have to have a filter for these things, and Kara has yeah. one for English. Right. So, so they, so they go, they, they break in. Uh, they have some fun banter. They encounter a, a, a cold-based villain. Yeah. Gotta have another one of those. Which I think I think she I think uh, one of them almost uh, jokingly calls him Frostbite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. Why not? I don't think we've had that one yet. I'm actually kind of amazed. I'm amazed we got to Cold Snap before we got Frostbite. Well, there might have been one, but you know, yeah. Golden Age and whatnot. But who knows? Sure. Yeah, so first negative point on this book, there's no cold snap. So that's the first point against it, right away. But there's frostbite, so... But there is frostbite. But he's a lame substitute for cold snap. <laughs> uh, lots of positives. I like the book a lot, actually. Uh, did, did you guys enjoy it? My my only thing is it read weird. Like, a lot of the dialogue just felt... Yeah, I felt that as well. Not out of place, but, like, choppy. Like, hmm. it, it was meant to be banter back and forth, and I just felt like it was very, like... It, it didn't quite flow, did it? Yeah, that was my, my only problem, that first, and it, first story. It actually made me think, obviously, this is this is the Batgirl annual, but this is set up for the Supergirl book. Issue. And it, it made me more hopeful for Supergirl, because it's like, well, okay, I like the idea of this pairing, but it's just not quite right here, but yeah. maybe with a different writer. But, ah. yeah, with, without the dialogue, though, the, I like the story of them having to team up and... And Supergirl wanting to go headlong and everything, and Batgirl's like, hey. And then it, it kind of swaps in parts, where Batgirl's more, you know, jumping into it, and Supergirl's like, hold up. So I like the dynamic between the two. It was just the dialogue for me. It was really choppy. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I didn't, I mean, I can see what you're saying. It, it wasn't as flowing, say, as much as, like, either their solo books are, are right now. Yeah. Uh, but there was a lot of nice little fun stuff in there that I did enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of the 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 banter, like uh, just the jokes about Krypton saving people. Uh, Karen, I want to include Batman. All, all, just there was little things in there that were making me smile. Yeah, kind of, I throughout. especially appreciated that. Oh, I'm sure you did. It was right up your alley, wasn't it? Karen's uh, like Batman's gonna come in. We got to do it his way. I don't want to do it his way. So I come to you, and we're gonna do it your way, and which cracked me up. There was a delightful sort of nice running gag where Supergirl kept like catching Batgirl, kept picking her up. She like hugs her when she agrees to do, do the little oh. little uh, jailbreak with her. Yeah. But at the end, when Carrie gets hurt from the the psychic person, uh, yeah. we see a shot of Batgirl carrying her out, and it was a nice sort of s- oh. symmetric thing at yeah. the start of the book, and I re- I really liked that. It was a nice touch. Uh, but they seem friendly, which is cool. I like because Kara's not got a lot of close friends yet. No, I, I kind of no. like the idea that uh, Babs will be 
be that and we'll have this female world's finest going forward and yeah. we certainly are going to because uh, in fact one of my favourite parts of the sort of the banter was probably right at the end when she's like uh, so when I'm pursuing this Phantom Zone stuff uh, can I call you? She's like my number's already in your phone it's like yeah. you hacked my phone? well your password was Krypton I mean uh, be- yeah and I love her suggesting the different versions with yeah. number and letter combinations I thought that was great yeah because the, the rest- that, that's because the rest of the conversation is them just like saying things to each other about those numbers replacing the letters. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how you actually say that out loud, yeah. but it's funny. Yeah, it's it's Hope Larson does. I mean, she benefited from she's the Batgirl writer, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I thought Barbara's voice was was spot on, and Kara's it took a little bit to get used to. Generally, yeah. I'd agree, except the bit where. Uh, Bab says, "Use your your laser eye thing." It's like, wait, really? She doesn't know heat vision. That, that I just, just took that as she's overwhelmed right now because there's stuff going on. I, you know, I, I, I forget the words of things that I know. Yeah, that, see, say all uh, that's fair. I do as well, but with her memory, really. I, well, see, I didn't take it as her forgetting or her not knowing. I took that as her being playful and just, you know, you sp- you intentionally say the wrong thing. Like you, you intentionally make it sound playful and goofy. Like to me, to me, that was an intentional thing from Babs. Nah, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, it didn't bother me as much. I'm just like, okay. Yeah, because I, I got that she, she was essentially saying that as a joke, and then Kara, being not used to Earth humor as much, didn't yeah. really get the joke and just corrected well, her. Yeah, she hangs out with government agents all day. Like yeah. this is the first time really we've seen her with someone around her own age. Even though Babs is out of college and whatnot, and Kara's still in high school, you know, she can relate more easily, to, I think, to Barbara than, you know, her parents or the DEO. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, they find this Gale woman. They, they break her out of the cell, and she starts like speaking Kryptonian to Kara, and she wants to go to the Phantom Zone because mm-hmm. there's someone there who can fix what's wrong with her. We don't know what that is. Uh, yeah. But is is mainly curious. Why would anyone want to go to the Phantom Zone? And who is she talking about? So, lots, yeah. of, lots of good questions. There. Mysteries. Yeah, and we know that it's going to somehow tie into uh, Emerald Empress in some way in the next arc. Yeah. I don't know. If the, I don't know if she's going to be directly. Yeah, I don't know if she's going to be directly involved with these, but I could see it being another Legion member or something in the Phantom Zone or something like that. Yeah, maybe. There's a good chance they're setting up Monel because if he's in the yeah. Phantom Zone. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Monel because. Yeah. You know, and and that would go in, in line with the Supergirl TV show because he's a character there. Yeah, but, ho- but hopefully he's better than the character on the well, show. Well, yeah, I'm just <laughs> they've they've been doing that synergy kind of deal where it's not a direct, you know, like they tried with Green Arrow in the New Fifty Two, and it was terrible. This is more manageable where you're trying to make it more in line yeah. with with the Danvers and whatnot. So ta- I could see them doing that. I'll tell you what, they can put Felicity back in the Green Arrow comic for one page as long as it's just to imitate what Legends of Tomorrow did with her this week then I'll be A-OK with that. I would happily pay for that. <laughs> I'd pay a high price for it. <laughs> and like they, they could put, like, you know, sometimes we, where like Marvel do every time where it's an important issue, so they put, like, the dollar premium on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, there's no extra pages, there's just a dollar premium. But yeah. I, I'd pay it for just to have that there. Actually, no. Do you know what I'd do instead? I would buy every single book they release in a month. If they want to do, remember they did the, the whole variant month with all the movie covers? If every single yeah. co- oh. issue had a second cover where it was her being killed in a different way by different heroes and villains. That'd be amazing. 
<laughs> the Felicity uh, yeah, dies. I really don't like her. <laughs> you make me kind of. You're making me miss Arrow a little bit, but then I remember that I don't have that much time to get that angry. Oh, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not worth your time. And, and, for, and yeah. don't worry, that, that wasn't really any spoilers for anything. The, we're t- I mean, technically, yes, Felicity did die on Legends, but it wasn't real Felicity. It was like an alternate timeline thing, and it was a quick joke. It wasn't well, actually a plot point. Yeah, if you guys know Legends, then you know that everything's yeah. alternate timeline there. So Yeah. So, uh, don't, don't worry, you've not got any, had any plot points ruined for you. She just dies very brutally, and it was really satisfying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was that was the first Batgirl story. So, oh, obviously, yep. it's essentially two issues we get to talk about because that was yeah. Uh, real quick, the art I really enjoyed the art in this first half. Like yeah, me too. The motion and the expressions and just that scene Pete hinted at a little where Kara hugs her and just it's yeah. there's energy in that page and I really enjoyed that. The yeah, art that definitely flows better than the dialogue. I think mm-hmm. my only my only complaint with the art and it's it's not so much a complaint. It's just that. Maybe I'm I'm just spoiled by the regular Batgirl and Supergirl books. Is that I don't yeah. think the facial expressions are quite as like, or maybe expressions maybe isn't the right word because the expressions are not bad. It's just the overall kind of look of the faces. It feels a bit stiffer yeah. to me than the regular artists, and that was kind of sticking out to me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it was it was it was enjoyable stuff. I I think that kind of. Basically, this, the second story, then the Titans annual, I kind of have a similar opinion on the art in all of them, where I think they're all good, but none of them blow me out the water. None of them kind of, yeah. like, wow me, necessarily, but they're all solid. That's kind of how I'd describe them yeah. all. Uh, yeah, so the second story is uh, Batgirl trying to make time for a friend Alyssa. She's, she's trying to track down this big thug, uh, but she keeps having to, like, rearrange her, like, dates with Alyssa that she wants <laughs> to catch up with, and she keeps putting her back and putting her back she eventually says no i'm doing this tonight i'm being a friend and then of course frankie calls her midway through the dinner and is like yeah yeah we've tracked him down and he might do this tonight he's probably going to do this tonight you're probably going to have to go and Alyssa stubbornly comes along she's like no you're not leaving my side i'm going with you so she has to handle a situation with a bad guy without running off and getting in costume as as by recording yeah not that girl yeah uh, and it ends with that nice moment where she she sneaks Alyssa onto the the the, the police station roof and turns on the bat signal, uh, which I like I like the ending right, but I really it makes me immediately wonder go does Batman show up later? <laughs> like, yeah, is he going to show up and then he's just going to see Babs and be like, <sighs> he just angrily shuts it off like when you leave a light on and your dad's like why is this on? It's just, it stuck out to me because she, she mentioned something like, oh yeah, my dad will be pissed at me, but hey, I'll get away with it. I'm like, yeah, but he's not the one who's going to show up in five minutes and be like, what's wrong, Jim? What, what's the Joker done now? I was a big fan of the story. I, not a big fan? No, it felt like New 52 Batgirl. And the, the villain was just... The way that he spoke... Oh, yeah, the villain's completely forgettable. I didn't give a shit about the villain. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, there was some nice stuff in there, like, with her trying to balance, but it was like a sitcom episode where the dude has two dates and they're at the same restaurant, so... I think I think yeah. I don't have a problem with that though because it is the second story in it. Like, to me, it was like, yeah, let's have a fun comedy little story where she's doing this and it's it's focusing on something else. Uh, I guess from, from where Batgirl's been since Rebirth, I this... I didn't want to be reminded of her taking down people with QR codes in that era of background. This felt more in line with that than 
beyond Burnside. Well, well, like it says, this is before Batgirl. Yeah, it does. Right? It so, says that. Yeah, it says that at the start. It says it's yeah. set before. Uh, the... This, this is before she's rediscovered who she is, and 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 we yeah, actually yeah, got a yeah, proper Batgirl series. And I, I did. But I agree. Be yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I kind of like didn't really enjoy it that much because of that. It's like, well, this isn't the Batgirl that we've been reading for the last coming up on a year. Yeah, it didn't do anything to bother me though. Like, I mean, I agree. The villain is forgettable nothing he's just he's just a tool for the plot he's just the the, the menace that's there so the i kind of felt that way about most of the the story though it's just forgettable it's it's fine but it doesn't do anything to excite me yeah but i feel that's like, that feels like a weird complaint to me for a, a like a, a second story in an annual or whatever no, but, because but i'm not judging it on it being a second story daniel it's 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 the same length as the first story. It's it's equal. Yeah, this was it's a like, single this is issue. This is a story. No, but what, like what, what, what yeah, but, issue? Yeah, but what I mean is though, is I often feel this. Like I, I feel like most stories and like like later on in an annual feel like this. Like the most yeah, of them feel like standalone things. Yeah, I think you should judge things. them the same, and they should be judged in the same way. Yeah. It's like they should be better. Like there's no just because they're an annual that shouldn't excuse them. No, I'm not I saying should, I, I'm not saying it should excuse them though. But I feel like you're saying it, it feels forgettable because it's not part of the main story, it's, it's this little side thing. I, I don't think that's necessarily a problem, though. But I think it can be enjoyable, and I remember it because it's fun, and I enjoyed reading it. This is just, it was it was fine. It, it was forgettable in the sense that it's not that it doesn't matter, it's just that it wasn't particularly enjoyable to read. It didn't do anything that made me interested in it. Well, I disagree with that, because I did enjoy reading it. I thought it was fun. I, I, I liked her back and forth, I liked the banter, I liked... Uh, the the Lois and Clark style trying to duck away, but then her stubbornly saying, "No, I'm coming with you." Uh, I thought it was a fun little friendship story. Mm, fair enough. All right. Okay. Uh, I, I had nothing to add. Like it was, it was fine, but it wasn't. You know, it felt like a chore to read. So. Oh, I disagree with that. Yeah. <laughs> chore to read. Like, eh, I don't care. So, but it was fine. Like you said, it's an annual. Like, what are you gonna do? It's. I'm glad it's not a breather issue. In between, yeah, uh, definitely like good arcs, you know. Mm. Uh, all right, well, you two are a pure negative, Nancy's on that issue. Let's see if you fare better with Titans Annual Issue One with Dan Abnett uh, writing and Minkayu Jung on art. Uh, this was all one big story. This was uh, four members of the Titans, sort of with four of their mentors, as it were, four of their sort of father mm-hmm. slash mother figures. Uh, they all wake up in a mysterious place. They're trapped. Uh, they don't know why they're here. Eventually, like weird, like a uh, fake metallo attacks them. Fake parademons attack them. They're trying to figure out why they're here. We still don't really know by the end of the issue actually why. Yeah. But it, it turns into an issue where there, there's kind of conflict because Batman isn't sure if like they're all real. Like he thinks this could all be a simulation just for him, so he's not ready to trust everyone. But it really comes down to uh, the sort of. The, I guess kind of like awkward parent, uh, like drama yeah. uh, between them. Well, yeah, because because you get people that get along great, like Barry and Wally. Yeah, and they're cracking jokes the whole time, and you get their dynamic, and then you get you know, uh, Garth and Aquaman, and it's very regal, know, very very strict yeah. and militant. You have Donna and Wonder Woman who are kind of just awkward because Wonder Woman is kind of ignoring her. And then you yeah. have Batman and Nightwing, which is its whole own kind of worms. That, well, yeah. Uh, that, that's the legit father-son relationship, though. Like, hmm? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like, like Dick and Bruce have the same relationship me and my dad have, where 
deep down, we love each other, but sometimes we get on each other's nerves. Just let me do it my way. All right, take a step back. I'm an adult type deal. And I definitely relate to that. I think in general, you're yeah, on the core of, of this issue, though, that I'm an adult, let me do it my way, whereas mm. they yeah. still view them as kids. Yeah, except, except uh, Barry, which is the one notable Barry, thing, because yeah. Barry it, keeps apologising to Wally, because one of them, I think it's Aquaman, like, refers to yeah. Wally as, oh, take your protege, Flash. <laughs> take take your yeah. lesser version. And... But that's what... Barry's always treated Wally like a partner. And I think in, in Flash, that's what we get with, with new Wally, is he's treating him more like a sidekick because he needs guidance, whereas with Wally, they've been partners so long. It almost is like Batman and Nightwing. But it's much more warm, if you will. Oh yeah, uh, do you know what I like about the Batman stuff in this? Is that he's very like untrustworthy of them because he's not sure if they're actually them. Even Dick, because obviously he trusts Dick in real life, but right. he does he isn't sure if it actually is Dick. So he's he's being very uh, abrasive even with him. But I like that as much as he's being a dick throughout, in a sense, and he's the one who kind of is ready to charge on Donna, and we'll talk about that in a moment because Donna mm-hmm. probably gets benefits the most out of this this issue. Yeah. Um. At the end of the issue, when everyone's back to where they're meant to be and they realise everything's been real, there's a moment where uh, Nightwing and Batman are together away from the group and Batman says, take care of Donna. And it's like, as much as he's a dick and he's cold about things, just, the heart's still in there. And it's, it's just, it was kind of heartwarming at the end when he said that said that to him. Uh, but yeah, uh, so the other big conflict that comes up is that when, when they all start kind of fighting with each other, the, the Titans are like, yeah, but we're actually all friends. Can you can you really say mm-hmm. that about your league? Like really? Yeah. 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 And it was a really good, great, great uh, double set of panels because it was like the the four of them, and then it was the four of the others like yeah. lined up in the in the same sort of layout. Yeah. Yeah. And because it, that that's really how they came together originally. Was yeah. the Justice League had teamed up and kind of left them to to be amongst themselves, and they went on an adventure, so they kind of they bonded over it. You make it sound like the Goonies, Matt. <laughs> Oh, kind of. I mean, that's what the the Teen Titans Year One story kind of is, and they all can't figure out Aqualad because he can't. It's his first time out of the water, and so he starts, you know, drying out, and he's not acting normal, and he's like the weird sick kid. So, you know, I kind of and I, I like that. I like that these Titans team is so different from the Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it does feel a bit of a, a criticism on the new fifty two in general. Mm-hmm. With, uh, you, oh, yeah. you're, you're not friends, and it's like yeah, you never did yeah. that bonding stuff. And it, it feels like maybe this is a step towards making them because uh, they'll realise that they're not, and and yeah. it'll be something to explore going on in Rebirth. Which gives it like weight to us as readers because not only is it just kind of enjoyable because it's yeah it's just fun and like character dynamics and all that, but it it has that extra metal layer where that's something we criticised about New Fifty Two is that they weren't really friends. Mm-hmm. And they they get to poke poke at that themselves and the other characters and we're like yeah they're right you aren't friends, uh, mm-hmm. so uh, hopefully hopefully see some stuff come from that. Uh, but no, as much as I I did enjoy the Batgirl annual more than you guys did, I, I probably enjoyed this one a bit more. Uh, felt a bit tighter. Uh, it was all the same writers the the main series. It's also setting up a future story because it's easy to. Because we find out the, the person who's put them all here is the key, and he's working yeah. for someone else who we don't get to see. Uh, interdimensional. Interdimensional. I. It didn't feel like it was uh, like specifically the Uber stuff though. No. No. I, I feel like it might be Trigon. 
Mm, yeah. Just because it's interdimensional, but not in the same way that Oz and Manhattan yeah. maybe are. So That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, because that... he's fearful. When the key goes back and he gets pulled through that door at the end, he's fearful about facing this guy. So, yeah, that person. said, it'd be weird to have a Trigon story without Raven around. Yeah, but... She's in the Teen Titans, right? Yeah, but, I mean... If you're dealing with this timey-wimey stuff in the the missing years, who knows yeah. what's going on. Because Trigon, when I think Teen Titans, I think Deathstroke, and I think Trigon. So, That's true. And, and we're getting a Deathstroke story later, you know, in the months to come. So hmm. I could see it. Oh, who knows? Maybe this will somehow end up working into the uh, the Lazarus stuff, the, yeah. the contract. Yeah, it could do. Uh, maybe it'll somehow... Interdimensional Deathstroke. <laughs> Might be the scariest thing ever. That'd be cool as shit. Well, we only get some yeah. speed force in that crossover. Maybe, maybe he's yeah. like spent some time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> spent some yeah. time in there, <laughs> threatening yeah. people. Also, the key. He's a Justice League villain. I never really got into. So that was from a time I, I don't oh, think yeah. I read that story. I, 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 I like, thought I've, that was weird. I'd heard of him, but he's like, oh, the key. Yeah, I vaguely remember this guy, but like I don't really know anything about him. Yeah. Mm. So there's a bit of exposition about him, and I was just like, okay, he can open anything. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, he hangs out with Cold Snap. He's at the same sort yeah. of, uh, sort of, what, I don't know, uh, call it the jailist villain uh, bar. Yeah. Yeah. Seems a bit generous for Cold Snap. <laughs> oh, all right. V list. He's V list. Yeah. That's closer. Uh, if Cold Snap's on the V, I don't want to know who's on the Z. <laughs> Uh, watch a Marvel movie. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. Uh, that was a bit harsh. Uh, they're not that bad. It but, was. Uh, I just it was it was a softball mat. I had to hit it. It was. It was I know. It I was know. so easy. Uh, especially since a lot. Of those, you, it's just because a lot of those villains uh, are actually better in the books. Like Malekith, for example, is a much better character in Thor the yeah. books than he is. The, the only one I would give you is Corey Stoll in Ant Man because I can't even remember his character's oh, name. Oh yeah. Well. And I really enjoyed that movie. Well, Yellow Jacket, so, I, rem- I remember his villain name. But, yeah, but... Yeah, he was terrible. He was like, he was just... He's a villain because he's a villain. He's a villain, I kind yeah. of feel that way, even going back to like the first Iron Man movie. It's like, yeah, it was but, fine at the time because it wasn't formulaic. But now looking yeah, at it, but it's Obi, like they're, they're all the same. But that's comics translated right there. Obi's always... That, that's his role, to yeah. be the Ironmonger. If yeah. it, at least with him though, they tried to like play it as if he's not. Like the first scene we see yeah. Corey Stoll and Ant Man, you know, it's, it's like, I mean, not the first scene, but he's clearly kind of slimy. And then the second scene we see him, he's in a bathroom and he kills a dude like right there and then. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, I guess he's evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause so, so, so that's the one I'll give you. The rest of them we we could argue over throughout, but that one definitely. I'm trying to think it was another one that I just adamantly dislike. Guardians. No, Ronan's pretty dope. I I I think. Is it Whiplash from Iron Man 2? I think he might be. Yeah, Yeah, that whole movie is, though. Yeah, true. Oh, no, no, Sam Rockwell is glorious every second of screen time he has. That's not. That's true. That's That's not. We're we're off track here. (laughs) So is Black Widow. But I guess. Oh, right. Uh, uh, back to Titans. Uh, so let's talk about Donna, because Donna had probably the biggest uh, thing, because they yeah. solidified her backstory for Rebirth in this issue. Finally. 
Uh, and I actually really like I like the whole because obviously Wonder Woman is acting really cold. She doesn't really want to talk to her. She's being distant. Donna feels alienated because of it. But I actually like when Batman's like, right, okay, we got these goggles off the power of demons. Let's see. Wait, one of these life forms isn't organic. It's not human like us. Uh, although I'm not sure how that works with Wonder Woman given her origin. <sighs> but whatever, I'll let it go. Uh, yeah. But he's like, it's her. It's Troy. Get her. Uh, and then I like that Wonder Woman's the one who steps in even though obviously she would because she knows but the fact that she's been called to her right. issue her actually stepping in front and like to protect her felt kind of like yes she's yeah right thing yeah. go on Diana uh, so Diana clears up some of her own lies if you see what I did yeah. there uh, so she explains that Donna was made of clay magically and was designed to kill her she was designed to be a, an evil version of Wonder Woman to take her out, but they managed to stop that from happening, and they gave her a new set of uh, memories and personality to sort of make her become whoever she wants to be, uh, and this is who she is. So Donna's a the way that you said that, it sounded like an Amazonian Terminator, <laughs> yeah, designed to kill. It's kind of what she was, right? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. I mean, if I, yeah, more like the liquid metal because she made out of clay. They really should yeah. really really should bring that more into it. Maybe they could make make her morph or something. <laughs> like Clayface. She could be like a Clayface kinda more advanced version of him. I'm, I'm Isn't just talking about Clayface enough for you. You're just you're just throwing it out there. Like I can say I'm I'm loopy. I'm tired, I'm loopy, I'm saying nonsense things. If you want me to shut up, then say something more reasonable. Shut up. <laughs> you well, shut that up. was more reasonable. You shut up. And also, I don't know what you, you said with the art. Like you weren't, you, you thought it was worse than the the regular. Oh no no no! I didn't say it was worse than the regular. That's not what I said. Uh, I thought you were saying that with the bagger. Like you liked it, but like you said, it was true for all the annuals that you like it, but it wasn't. Oh, that was a separate. That was a separate point. I made that point about Batgirl, and then I said I would describe both the annuals, well, all three stories, as good but not like mind blowing or unremarkable. Right. So I think it's good. Is it better than Brett Booth? Yes, it is. Uh, but like, it wasn't wowing yeah. me either. Like, it, it was solid. It was it was dependable. Yeah, that's fair. Try to trap me in there. I'm just just checking, <laughs> just checking. You didn't prefer Booth over this, because then we'd have had to have some sort of argument. Well, to be fair, Booth Booth has better at least one thing than this artist does, and that's the uh, the sort of the action emotiony kind of sense. That that's the one thing Booth is good at. He's good at the, the action. Mm-hmm. He's good at it, but. I still think it was better in this. Alright. I don't know, like that that page where Diana puts the shield up and blocks Metallo from crushing the, the others. I thought that looked fantastic. Hmm. Well, there was good stuff there. There was just nothing that like stood out to me as like a... You know, because on most normal weeks, like, you'll read... Typically, it'll be Wonder Woman or it'll be... Something, but something that typically has the good art, and there'll be those panels that just stick out. It's been, oh man, this is gorgeous. This book, and I just felt like none of, none of the books this week did that to me. Where I was like, oh man, this is taking my breath Fair away. Fair enough. Yeah, but it was fine. It was. I wasn't like off putting. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was solid. Um, but yeah, that, that was, what was that? Any, any other thoughts on this one? No, we had on everything. Uh, there you go, that's Titans Annual Issue 1. That'll take us on to Justice League of America Issue 3, Steve Orlando writing and... Oh god, Di- Diogenes? 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 Uh-huh. 
Are you? Are you? Do you know that? Or are you just sort of making a? I've I've heard it. Said oh before. sure, cool, right, excellent. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got an informed mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. Diogenes uh, Neves uh, on the art. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? They've thrown me a lot of weird, weirder names today. I, I've really struggled with some of these uh, artists today. Uh, what's his name off art on this already? Uh, Ivan Reese. Hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's... I don't know. It's double shipping though. It could, it could just be swapping yeah. like some of the other books. That's true. Because I mean, some of them have done really well at Batman, where they've kept them to full arcs before swapping, but some of them mm. haven't. Some of them have been. Yeah, just... yeah, that's true. So it, it could just be that. Uh, but yeah, so this is the third issue. Uh, the extremists and that are have taken over this country. During this issue, they take over more around it. They get other countries around the border. Yeah, I think Cravia is the one they're in. Uh, yep. They they sort of convince the neighbors to sort of join this pact. The Justice League convince or threaten, more like threaten. Fake news. They convince, <laughs> they convince the others around them. Uh, the Justice League, or the, I should say, the GLA specifically, uh, sort of like try and help some of the freedom fighters that are kicking around, and they each sort of split up and attack different sort of the henchmen that we've seen in the group to try and weaken the the ranks. Uh, but when they when they get there at the end to uh, the main man, he's just kind of like, "Yeah, I've got like five more countries. You're you're sure you've won a couple of street battles, but." We are we are legion. You threw me off there a second because you said they got to the main man, and I thought, wait, they got to Lobo. Lobo oh yeah, okay. That was yeah. a, that was a poor phrase to use when Havoc. when Lobo yeah. was in the book. Yeah, I'm talking about Havoc. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was like, wait, what have I missed in this? <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like Eisenhower's domino theory in in work. You know, like you have to stop the one before it spreads to the others, or mm. they'll all fall like dominoes. Do you know what? I didn't intentionally mean to use that phrase. I think it's maybe a subconscious thing where because I read the main man a couple of times in the issue that I had yeah. it in my head. So I used that as a natural phrase to just mean the you know the head honcho. Yeah. Uh, this was kind of consistent with the last couple. And, and by that I mean it was like, okay? They, they need to fix this if they want me to keep reading it because I, I have hope for this team. I, I'm over the extremists. I'm over them getting involved Matt, to be fair, in other countries. Saying it over them implies that we were, we were ever on board with them, and I don't think we were. <laughs> I, at the beginning, I was, because I wanted to see how this was going to play against Batman and this team of uh, you know, of new heroes, right? Like, it's because, Joe, you know the problem is, is they're not actually giving them time to... You could keep this plot, right? But actually mm-hmm. have them debate in between things. It feels like most of the issues are them just fighting the villains. There's very little yeah. like downtime where they're actually discussing what to do. Right. Uh, or playing off each other or anything like that. So the, the, the whole like dynamic that looks, sounds interesting from this wacky team of like misfits hasn't yeah. really been a benefit yet because they've not really been utilising it. It's been mostly right. just, there's villains, let's go fight them. Yeah. And, and I just I feel like that's not the best approach, you know. Like it's not. I mean, because it's like it's not terrible. It's, it's not. It's not like oh my god, this is hard to read. It's not any of that. It's just generic. Well, I just yeah, I don't want to read it. It's not like one of those things where I'm like oh yay, let's you're going back to Kravia. Cool, you know. And I was really I was really into the rebirth issues that we got. Those were all uh, as was I really good. And because they took that time for the characters, and now you're throwing them in with these kind of disposable villains who don't. Outside of Deathbat, I don't know any of their names. 
besides Lord Havoc, you know, like... Yeah, because he's the leader and he's the one that's actually named a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we did like the rebirth issues for the most part, so we're actually really in... I mean, they get enough credit that I'm going to stick around till the next arc and see see how it develops. Well, that's always... Yeah, I always have something like this in arc to go before I drop oh, it, yeah. but... But I think here especially because we did like those rebirthers, and that was Orlando, and that that did make those characters yeah. seem interesting to us. That yeah. like I'm I'm hopefully can turn it around, and it, it just feels like I don't know. This was such a weird story to start with for the the first arc. Yeah, it's such a weird one to start with. I, I don't understand the thinking. Start with a smaller story and build. You know, as 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 Batman begins, you don't do the Joker in the first goddamn issue. You right. sell Batman, let him feel like Batman first, and then introduce the main threat. Uh, not that this feels like the main threat, but you know what I mean. Same escalation. You want escalation to I this. Just, yeah, it's such a weird story. If you if you wanted a, a Justice League of the people, and now you're fighting, you know, the spread of yeah, Lord Havoc's yeah, ideals. If, if, yeah, because they're fighting this big alien sort of menace, the, or, or alternate universe menace, whatever you want to call them. Like, I feel like... At least their first story, after the Justice League of the People, should be the sort of threat that maybe Green Arrow would typically try and deal with. Or like, you do like Manchester Black in in what's so funny about Truth, Justice, and the American Way. Mm. You know where they say they're of the people, but they're really not. You know they don't speak for everybody, but they think about it. Like you do this false populism kind of deal, especially what's going on here right now, and that's like the buzzword. Like you could have done that type of story and then lead to this, which is the natural escalation what do you do when it's a sovereign country that's doing this that yeah none of these heroes really have any part of so yeah it's just, I, mean, it's I, I like them going and helping another country that's like you know more obscure not one that most people will know or think about like i like that i like the idea that the heroes are for everyone they're not just for like yeah but, the uh, West. but again <laughs> you know been cool you make it markovia and you enter you know the Markovian royal family, and they're the ones. Oh, sure, and, sure. Jones kind of you weird know. now that you mention it. Obviously, this is the team dealing with these international incidents like this. They're for yeah. They're they the point is that they're not just for the West, like you just said. They're for the, all these I, places. I, I know exactly where you're going with this uh, yeah, sentence. This, yeah, exactly. continue. Yeah, this is the <laughs> Justice League of America book. It's so, <laughs> it's so kind of backwards, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's that should be Justice League International. What they should do is cancel Hitchy's book. Rename that GLA with a new writer. Make it the flagship Justice League book if you want. If you want to have one, you don't necessarily need one, but if you want to have one, do that yeah. with that, and then have this be called GLI or G- this one just being just Justice League. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would work too. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that 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 was it, it being America, given the the topics that it's dealing with. Well, it that's seems what I mean. Strange. Like, you you could have started it here and then built to this, like Pete was saying earlier. Like this being the first story out the gate, and you have a a living embodiment of light and an alien on a on a human team. It's just, or, it's or a weird. way that you, a way that you could have made it interesting is obviously they call themselves the Justice League of America. If they dealt with American threats first, and then right. it had been, hang on, we need to represent more than just that. Maybe we should reevaluate and, and go to it then, rather than just start with that. It just feels strange. Uh, it's really weird. I, and I, I don't even mean this being the first big threat. It's just an arc where we just got to let the team grow. Let them bond. Yeah. Maybe let us understand why Lobo's on the team. That's a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like just all these things. Do that in the first arc because. I... And have, have Ryan Ryan Choi find his legs, you know? Because like I feel like he's just there. He really hasn't had a meaningful moment like mm-hmm. some of the other ones have. 
Yeah, Aye. yeah. Ray, Ray gets an okay moment in this one where he, he tries to like convince the people that he's there to help them, kind of thing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm a human too. Like when he's trying to convince them, uh, and that, that's an okay little moment. It, I, I think it's like I can see where the ideas are coming from. It's just this was such a weird one to start on, and it, it, it just yeah. it feels so generic to read because it is just these throwaway generic looking villains and like I'm, I'm just not invested in what's going on. It's it's a shame, uh, but ho- hopefully they can. They can turn things around with the next next arc and actually give us some team yeah. building. That that'd be lovely. Uh, so done the pace. Okay. So, so done the pace. All right, uh, there you go. That's that's JL8. Uh, so one last book that Matt himself is going to tell us about is Booster Gold Flintstone Special Issue One, uh, which is written by Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palamiotti, and Mark Russell, and then art is by Pierre Brito and Rick Leonardi. Uh, so I believe there's at least two stories in there, given the the way. That... Didn't didn't Palmieri and Connor just do the backup with the Jetsons? Yeah, they did the backup for the Jetsons, which sets up a Jetson series, which is probably coming down the line. Uh, but that's fair. Uh, but hey, blame Comicsology. They put them first, so I put them first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> they're more notable names. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, shockingly, this is not in continuity at like at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it it starts with Booster in the future, and he's broke, and him and Skeets are, you know, Skeets is is trying to talk him out of going on the date with this girl, but Booster's like, oh no, we can go, and while they're on this date, and the girl's clearly bored, this this dinosaur looking like alien attacks, and basically says he's here to to bring a reckoning on Earth for what they did in the past. So Booster jumps in his time sphere to go see what had happened. And because of the rush, he ends up in the Flintstones era and accidentally kills the same type of alien lizard, but who was there to to preach peace. And because Booster going back ends up causing the chaos that happens, you know, in the future. Sounds like a typical Booster Gold comic. Yeah, right? So... They get stuck there, and that's how they end up with the Simpson or Simpsons. <laughs> Where the Simpsons come from? Um, wow, brain fart, big time. But they end up with the Flintstones, and it's mainly just Fred and Barney, and there, there. It ends up with some comedy because there's dinosaurs and and Booster being Booster, trying to get his way out of it. Uh, he he tries to reach out to the time stream multiple times to get some help, and every time he does something bad is happening because the person, the time traveler he's reached out to is at this notable moment in history. And it, you know, like this one time traveler ends up getting eaten by a dinosaur because it gets distracted by booster. And another one's there at some type of riot and he gets hurt. Uh, so booster ends up talking to Alfred in 1966. So you see like kind of some Batman 66 stuff. And he tells Alfred, you know, can you loan me some money? Put it in this bank account. I only need like $5 because, you know, he's broke in the future. So he uses his basically one lifeline to make himself rich when he gets back home. Uh, inflation. Right, but, yeah. right, exactly. And so they end up kind of fixing the time sphere, but not before the rest of the aliens get there that are preaching peace. And they, they want, you know, they see this dead leader. But Bruce is like, hold on, I have a plan. And because he's cut in half, he starts using him like a puppet. 
to tell him that everything's okay. And it's really morbid, but it's also so booster like him trying to do this and it falls off and you see his hand shaped like a puppet still. And, and this is where it feels straight out of the Flintstones. Exactly. And they end up going to the, to the future and uh, Fred and Barney are still there and they're kind of, they don't know what to make of it all. And they end up, Skeets ends up time traveling or another one of the time travelers ends up bringing the dead alien prophet to the future to tell the other aliens that what they're doing is wrong. And it's this whole big thing and they end up sending the Flintstones back and Flint's, uh, and Fred's with Wilma. He's like, you won't believe the day that I had. You know, talking with, with trying to help Booster fix the time sphere and all. So Booster goes and checks his bank account and at the end it turns out he has like a billion dollars. Which in the future isn't that much but it's enough that he can go out on the state and he gets a do-over. All, all, all that interest over over however many thousands of years. Yeah. This this sounds like far more of a booster cold issue than a Flintstones. Yes. It did was. The, the Flintstones are almost background characters. I mean, you see Barney with his junkyard. and I, I just It made me want to go and check out the Flintstones ongoing because mm. it's it's definitely not, you know, Hanna-Barbera's Flintstones. There's more edgy. The, so... <laughs> the lizard alien is preaching peace, but also the ability to have erections longer than four hours and not calling a doctor. And Wait, so what? the cavemen are yeah. Wait, oh, yeah. Let's, not, let's not gloss over that. What? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so when when Booster shows up and kills them, the the cavemen are all kind of like, oh no, now we're gonna have to call a doctor again. <laughs> so so there's there's some funny jokes and jabs that, that go throughout but it's definitely more of a booster story than a flintstone story which i think but it did i think i if, think, if, I think the, that probably suited matt more than anything it's like oh yeah. this is more of a booster gold story oh that, that'll yeah. do me just well, i just i think that if the goal was to get people to check out the hanna-barbera line i think that does a job because now i want to go pick up the first trade of flintstones because i actually i've heard good things uh, I just don't have really the room in my poll to check it out. I don't. I like Flintstones as a kid. I don't think I like it enough to want to read uh, yeah. a comic about it. Whereas Power Rangers, I'm like, oh, Power Rangers comic. <laughs> okay. I yeah. think I think that's what interests me about what they're doing with the Hanna Barbera line. It's mm-hmm. not exactly what you saw as a kid. It is yeah. edgy. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it works. Sometimes, it obviously, the Scooby yeah. one didn't work so much. But maybe Flintstones right. does. Yeah. Um, and so so the backup is that Jetsons. That Connor and Palmiati did, and it's kind of in the vein of Flintstones, in that it's familiar, but it's not quite the same. And it deals with uh, George's mom, who's dying, is talking with Judy, and because they're the closest. And there's like this whole end of life thing. It's almost like she's choosing like doctor assisted suicide, but she's not telling the rest of the family, just Judy. And they're trying to locate her. The, the rest of the Jetsons, when they finally turn her tracker on, which they didn't want to do because they don't want to deal with an angry teenager. Because, you know, thousands of years in the future, who who does still want to deal with an angry teenager? Uh, they end up finding that Grandma has become Rosie, the robot, the robot maid. So that's how they're setting that up. But it's kind of a sweet and dark story of, a, of an old woman trying to have one last moment with her granddaughter. 
you know, before she goes through this. So, again, not quite Hanna-Barbera as I remember it, but still good enough that I might check that out. I just – I hate when DC does this type of stuff where there's so much I want to read. I just don't have I, time yeah. and space for it. I think I might have seen half an episode of Jetsons once. When oh, I was man. Like, really? When I was, like, seven, yeah. so – yeah, I, I have no... Like, you were saying names there, I'm like, oh, I have no idea who these people oh, are. Oh, okay. Don't worry, I'm with you, Matt. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was... And... I I actually, as a kid, preferred Jetsons to Flintstones just because of the future and mm, flying cars and... I could see and, that. That's yeah. it. See, I prefer the future, but I do like dinosaurs, so... As, yeah, as do I. Yeah. So What's not to love about there's dinosaurs? That, there's that fan theory that actually Jetsons is a prequel to Flintstones uh, because of the talking animals and the dinosaurs and... Um, once they can reclaim Earth and get back on the land, it, they restart kind of being primitive. So they've cloned dinosaurs. They've, you know, but they're living in rock houses and they've forgotten about all that. So they're a, a people with amnesia. That's why they're the modern Stone Age family. So <laughs> stuff you find on the internet. Yeah, I, I do like Connor and Pamiati a lot as well, though. So if they do have a, a Jetsons ongoing from them, I'd probably check that out. There you go. Uh, well, that wraps up the book. So that is record time. We're so used to going like two hours at least on these episodes. Uh, but don't worry, we're not going to rush off just yet. We'll stay around and we'll chat for a bit. These fifth weeks give us a chance to just kind of kind of relax and talk nonsense and maybe discuss other things that are going on uh, that are related to DC, but not necessarily exclusive to. Uh, so let's talk, about, let's talk about the movie news that dropped this week. Because there's always movie news that drops every week now. There is, there is. But this one is easily the most interesting movie news that's dropped from DC in... Yeah. Well, ever, maybe? Uh, well, <laughs> since they announced Ben Affleck as Batman, I think. Sure, sure, okay, yeah. That was the last time there was this much buzz surrounding one of their projects. It's it's also the news that made me realize just how cynical I've become. Yeah, you've become... Yeah, a... I know, I wanted to choke you. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah, Matt, that's fair. Matt, welcome to my my like <laughs> Wednesdays through Saturday. I gotcha. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, this is the thing, right? So just just to set up why why this story even means anything, I think to to us, I, I just want to point out that we have been really cynical when it comes to DC movie news, mostly because Batman v Superman for us was a train wreck, an unmitigated disaster. Suicide Squad. Yep was also a disaster. Uh, in some cases in a different way, in some cases in the same way, but either way... It's much, I think it's it was less a mitigated, of a disaster. Okay, a less. mitigated disaster? I said, well, I said the first one was an unmitigated disaster. This one's just, yeah. I know. So would it be a mitigated disaster? Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, I'm dropping the prefix there, Pete. Sure. I've never heard anyone say something is mitigated before, but yeah, it's mitigated disaster. Well, I'm going to find out what it means. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> if you can use it. <laughs> right, that's doing research. Uh, look from a dictionary. Um, so, so we've been really cynical, and we've been really dead. obviously. I mean, some of the Wonder Woman trailers looked okay, but some of the trailers for the other movies looked okay as well, and they ended up sucking. Uh, Justice League trailer did not like. In fact, that happened in the last week and a half, and I, don't I think, still haven't seen that. Yeah, uh, because yeah, we mentioned it last week, but we hadn't watched it yet. I've watched it since. Uh, the, the, their idea of lightening the tone up is giving Batman some one-liners. It still looks dark, grubby, and ugly and they they have to use the most spot on song where they use come together mm-hmm. 
And call me crazy, I don't, I don't feel like uh, rock music or pop music or anything like that is suitable for a Justice League trailer. For me, you want something to feel a bit more orchestral, you want it to feel more sweeping. But again, maybe that's just personal taste. Regardless, the point, the point is... You don't want an awesome guitar riff for your Amazonian... John, that, no. that's the annoying thing is I could see, you know, like rock guitars for Justice League in general because it's the action, you know, it's the hype. Yeah. So I can kind of see it. No, I'm not saying I want it, but I could see it. It just mm-hmm. doesn't work for Wonder Woman though, does it? No. no. It's dreadful. Uh, but yeah, so so the, po- the point I'm making though is that everything they seem to announce, that they've put us in such a cynical place because we do not like what they've done to Batman and Superman. We don't like what they've done to these characters. We don't like that they've miscast... Lex Luthor. They seem to have miscast the Flash. We don't. I'm not. I'm not. Ho- I mean, I like him as an actor, but as for the Flash, I'm not feeling him, uh, and so on. And to the point where we've t- po- talked about some of the other movie news we've had from them in the recent months, where they've announced, oh, maybe Matt Reeves is doing a Batman movie. Maybe Matthew Vaughn's doing the next Superman. And I'm like, I really like these directors, but all I'm feeling is, oh no, they're wasting their time in this universe. I'd love them to do these movies like outside of this universe. Yeah, but Matthew Vaughn on Superman. Look what he did for X Men. So, oh, sure. If you give him the creative control, and I think that's where a lot of our problems are coming from, yeah. is if, if the same leadership is in place that's responsible for Batman vs. Superman, it's interesting, and Justice League. It's interesting you compare it to his X Men, because actually thinking about it, his X Men movie came right after. The, the one before his X Men movie was X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. And then he made yeah. what I would consider. Well, I mean, Logan makes it work, you know, but in terms of a team-based X-Men movie, I think it's the best one, uh, first class. Yeah. But but you hit the nail on the head of if they give him the creative control, and that's exactly that's... where I, I just don't believe that well, they will do that. Well, let's, let's talk about the new... So, so I was cynical through all of this. I love those directors, and I was still cynical. I was still like, no, nah, I've still not given them hope. I'm not giving them a slither. Mm. I don't care. I'm not getting my hope. So until you earn my... my my faith until you give me something that I do not dislike or hate, I'm not giving you a damn thing. This week, and it's not finalized, apparently, he's just close to making a deal. But this week, it came out that Joss Sweden is nearing a deal to write, direct, and produce a Batgirl movie. So, just before we even talk about Joss Sweden, the fact that we're possibly getting a Batgirl movie is kind of insane. Like, Oh, oh, whoa, 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 Matt, 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 Jesus, oh, God, oh, Jesus, Zack Snyder realised he was about to talk shit about the DC movies yeah. and he, he hacked in, uh, <coughs> oh dear, damn, Connor, now Connor's dying, um, <laughs> yes, just, say, just uh, the, the, the viewers, not the listeners, but the viewers especially, look at Peter's face when he's talking about Joss Whedon and Batgirl, he can't help it. It's his favorite, one of his favorite characters with his favorite director. Oh, well, one of. I'd say more favorite writer than director, but yeah, yeah. The, the, the point is, creative. I'm big, big fan yeah. of Buffy. Big fan of Angel. Big fan of Firefly. Love the first Avengers. Still my favorite Marvel movie. And he's, he's kind of perfect for this job. He just is, and it's impossible. As much as I'm still mostly cynical, I, I'm still expecting the worst with most yeah. of this stuff. Don't get me wrong. If there was one thing they could do to make me believe in hope again, <laughs> to make me believe that there's a chance, that there's just one chance that this might not all be bad, this was it. And here's the thing that really came, came to mind, because just going on what I've said just there before about Matt Reeves and Matthew Vaughn, something mm-hmm. occurred to me, okay, so if they get those, they've got those two, 
Uh, I think one of them's confirmed at least so far. And we're possibly getting reading for this. Part of me started thinking, you know, it's almost starting to feel like they're kind of preparing for the post-Snyder like era because it was too late to really change Justice League. Yeah. Right. Because we said that when Johns came in, is like, all oh, right, Johns is coming in. He's going to start supervising the movies, and maybe we'll see a, an effect of this. And I'm pretty sure that the test said, well, yeah, but they've already at least started shooting Justice League at this point. The effect can't be felt until later. And that's when they gave him one movie instead of two, as well. Yeah, that's when they yeah they just Zack Snyder just sleeped yep. one movie. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to get too hopeful, but I do. Th- I'm looking at it now, and I'm going. Well, they've got like good creative people behind some of these movies now. It, if they give these people control, if Matt Reeves, Matthew Vaughn, and Joss Whedon get any mm-hmm. kind of control over their movies, and given that Joss Whedon was going to do a Wonder Woman movie and ended up having to leave because of creative differences, yep. for him to consider coming back, slither of hope. That's all I'm saying. Slither just, of hope. I can't see him with, with his relationship with Marvel, and they ended things on good terms. He was just tired of being part of the machine. Mm. You know? Here, he gets to just kickstart the machine. And, you know, you don't see too often when someone gets a producer. He gets writing, directing, yeah. and producing. And he, he, so get, that, he also he gets to do it with one character, one core character, rather than a team. Yeah. Like he, so less, less yeah. pressure in that sense. And that's, to me, much more of his style. I mean, you look all the way back to the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, you know, and that's got his fingerprints all over it, right? Did he direct that, Pete? Oh, no, he disowned it. He, he didn't like what he did with it. No, no, no! But I'm talking like the tone of it and whatnot. Like, oh yeah, he yeah he wrote it, but he was he didn't direct it. Okay. He, was, he wasn't happy okay. with, with the director. He didn't think the director got it. And I, th- I think okay. that's clear when you watch it. And then you watch the show. You're like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm better, just saying, but... like, even something as far back as that, he's a very distinct voice. And I feel you don't you don't look over what the competition's doing and then look at what you're doing and go, huh? Let's not do that at all. And here's the thing: there is no, there is no way, shape, and form this thing can have the tone of what the movies we've had so no. far. These of this universe, it's just impossible. It's going to sound like a Joss Whedon movie. It has to. Yep. It's impossible yep. for it not to, unless they have someone come in, unless they like kick him off and rewrite his script. And that's and that's the point. Why are you going to Joss Whedon? That's yeah. what. And I, and I understand Connor wanting to be cynical about it because I'm, like, I'm I, broken, frankly, because yeah. this, this should like I should be go. Oh yeah, hope excitement. But I just can't. I just I, I, I haven't got it in me. Yeah, I, I've been kicked in the ribs by DC too many times to count over the course of the years, you know. So I, I think, get it. I think but, they're just throwing so many good director names at me now that they're trying to get yeah. that I'm like, mm, at least from a from a personnel standpoint, they're trying. Yeah. Post Justice League, they seem to be trying in that regard. Uh, they can't lock down a Flash director, but hey, we'll, we'll but see. Then, but then again, yes. if if they're gonna rewrite everything, and yeah. I just. Again, if you end Justice League with red skies, like yeah. it, you can have a, a fresh reboot. I mean, that's what DC Comics have always been I, about. I mean, at least since '85. Yeah, I mean, there's rumors of like of the plot being like everything goes bad, then the Flash goes back in time to the scene we saw in Batman v Superman. And yeah. as much as I didn't like a lot of what we read in that 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 leak plot, at least if he's doing timey wimey stuff, you could argue that when he comes back to the future, that oh wait, it's changed. It's, everything's back to what it should be. But like from our point of view, great. <laughs> Metropolis is this thriving city because Superman didn't have a knockout drag out with Zod, and they'd have to rebuild how, everything. How good would it be if if, it, if it, the last like five minutes is great because it's went to what it should be, and at the yeah. end it, it comes up like directed by Zack Snyder, and then it says after that, 
Last five minutes directed by by yeah. pick, pick George George Miller, whoever. Pick your pick your yeah. director. <laughs> but and and this is the thing. Until they show me that there's change and they 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 are throwing director names around and oh, that's sure. all well and good. Until I, just, I see some results, I have nothing. Don't get me wrong. I I'm, just, still, I'm still cynical. Like, and I get your cynicism. I really do. But I at least. How am I the most hopeful out of this? <laughs> like because I just see I see Whedon them. Them even trying to court Whedon and giving yeah. him what he wants is a sign that there's been a cultural change somewhere. In the yeah, top. but of course we we're not going to feel what the changes behind the scenes for at least a couple of years. Like we say, they couldn't change it in time for Justice League. That was already moving. Well, so, same with Aquaman. You would think too. Uh, um, yeah, to an extent, yeah. Because because Juan's pretty far in development. Shooting and, starts this week, I think. Yeah, yeah. but although that said, it, it's not that hard to do rewrites. On the day of. No, I know. I know there was a thing this week where Momoa said he just landed in, I think it was Australia, to do the shooting yeah. for plus, Aquaman. Plus, plus, Aquaman can still be affected by this though, because that that because yeah. this whole thing with Johns, assuming that was the time when it started to change, mm-hmm. is when they took away Snyder's second Justice League movie. You'd hope yeah. that, like, that was early enough that they got to the Aquaman script. And maybe, and as much as I was yeah. kind of cynical when they announced, oh, we're rewriting Flash from page one again, yeah. and they're rewriting Batman from page one again, at least, may, maybe the reason for that is good. Maybe the reason is, oh, you know what, we can't rush these anymore. We're seeing what we're doing. This is a problem. Oh. We have to give it the time it, it needs. It was almost as if they were just jump-starting as much as they could so we wouldn't notice. You know? Like, mm. it, just, just keep rolling them out, and people will just keep watching them because... Is what we're giving them. And then finally, you know, Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad kind of underperformed here in the States. I mean, I know they did okay worldwide, but it was almost well, a, a wake-up sure, call. Sure they underperformed. Like, Bat- the first movie ever with Batman and Superman in the same screen, plus Wonder Woman, yeah. like, that should have yeah. been an easy billion. That should have been making Avengers money yeah. if it was a good movie. And it, it yeah. scraped to, what, 900 million something? Like, it had yeah. a great opening weekend and then yeah. first the second yeah, because well, uh, yeah. there, there wasn't very many repeat. Like I saw the first Avengers three times in a weekend. Yeah, it broke the yeah. record for a uh, biggest drop to second weekend. I'm pretty yeah. sure at the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and if it... and, and do you know what? I'm very very cynical here, and I'm, I feel broken. And like you, you said, but I'd be so happy to be wrong. I mean, oh, yeah, if, if they come would. out and they prove me wrong, I, I will come out hands up. Go, yeah, yeah, I, I, I was wrong, and uh, that that's fine. I, I've never wanted to be wrong more. I just, I still at this point, I don't think I am, unfortunately. Uh, no, no, I, just... I it's just, it's just at this point, it's a case of wait and see. But it's, I'll say this: this news of Josh Whedon possibly doing a Batgirl movie is the first time I have felt remotely positive. Yeah. In like two years. It's been a long while. A year yeah, and a half, or whatever. And if there's any character that deserves Josh Whedon, it is Barbara Gordon. Like that is a Whedon-esque character through and through. Yeah. So. And I just, I hope they can fix things because I know Alden, one of our friends, is talking about J.K. Simmons is uh, Gordon. And I would love Simmons in a Whedon movie just <laughs> to hear that dialogue coming from him. Because, I mean, he was he was the best part of Terminator Genesis. He was, you know? absolutely. And no so imagine what he would do with a good story, you know, yeah, and some levity. Uh, and by the way, if, if, we're, do- if we're doing any fan casting... Uh, Jane Levi uh, is my number one pick. Thank you, thank you, and please. Yeah, she's good. She's good in everything I've seen her in. So that's she's good. Things, so. And she's nat- <laughs> naturally ginger, which yeah, another plus corner. So yeah, yeah. 
I really yeah. do fan casting. I just because uh, I, I just get my hopes up, and it never works out. But the obvious one's Emma Stone. I know people are going to say Emma Stone that's left, that's going around. left and I, right. I don't know. You know, I'm not. I, I love Emma Stone, but I just don't know. Yeah, she's too, she's too Emma Stone. I'm just going to see Emma Stone. Yeah. when, she, when yeah. she's back, girl. Me too. Same, same. I've seen Anna Kendrick turn around, and I feel the same way. Is she'd be Anna Kendrick? Yeah. And. I could see. Don't her doing, want to see like, Anna Kendrick in a Batgirl costume. I, I feel like it's... she'd do a better like someone like Stephanie than yeah. than than Babs. Yeah, I mean that's all, I mean that's something they could potentially do. Like if if they, if I mean I don't know what Angle Whedon is going at. If he's going to do just a straight Batgirl movie with like Babs, like or you could do like a, a multiple timelines thing where you also get like a later Batgirl and it cuts between them. And well, what we heard at the minute was it was kind of based on Simone's run, right? The start of the new Fifty Two. <laughs> kind of. I, I think that's super like thin, though. In terms I do of- as well. I she think- was Batgirl for a short time, has the paralysis, and then has the surgery, fixes it, and returns it. I, I think that's all it is as well. I think it's just it's a. Yeah. This is a post Oracle and her yeah. becoming yeah. Batgirl again. I will. I will be. Is- I will be shocked if they use like a villain from that run. I will be shocked. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I don't think they will. I just having her be Oracle, even if it's just for two, three years, and if she could cultivate relationships with people, and we could get a cameo from Dinah Lance, you know? Yeah, or, there. or or even the other the new Batgirls. Like, if you want to give like yeah. give, give her like the underlings, give her Cassie and Steph as like trainees. Yeah, yeah. Don't, or something. don't make it Batgirl. Make it Batgirls. Yeah, uh, which yeah. that's which that's Whedon. Also, like he works well with teams, and I just yeah, yeah. yeah. it's ridiculous. So Ugh, just the the thought of that got thrown potential. out there. I thought it was an early April Fools. I'm still you not know? convinced it's it's not. Part <laughs> of me is like, part of me is like someone someone jumped the gun with with posting that. Let's not forget as well that there was news a little bit ago. It's, it's less set in stone than this one, but there was talk of them doing a Nightwing movie, and I'm just like. As much as I'm upset that it's in this universe with this bastardized Batman and Superman that we've got so far, part of me is kind of like, like we're get, we're getting like family character movies now. Like these, this is kind of yeah, cool. but these are these are far enough out that they yeah. can fix it, and that's just probably me being the hopeless optimist that I can tend to be. Hey, you know, Superman, man, I know, hope. I know. So uh, there's still time to fix it, and that's 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 always what gets me with these DC movies is, well. They could fix it. It might not be, you know, burning my eyeballs with acid. I don't think it'll be this year, Matt. I think we have to accept that Justice yeah. League is going oh. to be a train wreck. Me and me and Connor joke in our in our chat that we're telling you we're going to go see it and we're just not going to, and then make stuff up on the spot. Because <laughs> how how far off could we be given <laughs> given what we've had? But I just I'm not excited to go first day. On these anymore. There was also that rumor of how long it was this week. Oh god, two hours <laughs> fifty minutes. Which don't get me wrong, if it was a good Justice League movie directed by someone who was competent, I would be excited for a three-hour uh, movie. And that was supposedly debunked straight after. Uh, okay. You know. It's, it's, it's but, also too early. Like I feel like the runtime wouldn't be locked in yet. I agree. A I mean, lot of they don't have a rough idea, but mm. especially they, they can't. Have, they haven't got an edit of it yet. Yeah, not I mean, to that extent. They'll have rough cuts, but because because they, they, they finish shooting that well ago, so they'll have rough cuts. And but I mean, just think about how much gets cut out of some movies. You know, either for good reasons or bad reasons, and you end up with yeah. much shorter things. So. But all I think is, oh my god, I'm gonna have to sit through nearly three hours of that shit, and and, and that is not a feeling I should have about justice. Yeah, what on earth is going on? 
And, and SBR is sort of thing where we're going to see it no matter what because we're going to have to talk about it. And actually, here's a here's a question uh, for the audio listeners of the show. Uh, tweet at us and let us know if you because obviously we do the, the movie reviews at one point twenty one gigawatch, which is a show we do on YouTube. If you would like the audio versions made of the, the DC movies and put on the audio feed with this podcast, that can be done if you would like to listen to it as well because uh, it is kind of a companion thing almost to this. Uh, it's easy yeah. enough to do, so if you if you want that added to the feed. And obviously you can easily skip it if you don't care, if you don't want to hear us complain about the movies. Yeah. Uh, you can easily skip it, but... Because uh, that will exist. There, there, there was a two-hour Batman v Superman discussion where we tore it to shreds. Oh uh, my god. Even before that, there was a good uh, a half-hour one of, of when we had the midnight one. Just just an angry reaction. Oh, that's right, yeah. There was a good, was a good like, 30, 40 minutes of us just like being angry, and then there was the proper two-hour like in-depth yeah. discussion. Oh, yeah. we were super pissed about that. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, let's get away from the movies, right? That's yeah. Oh, finally, we we got some various questions, and I, I want to maybe tackle one of them here on this episode because we've got a bit of time. Let's uh, do this. Uh, Sent in a few. This is from Mitchell Godfrey, who's one of our regular, one of our regular viewers. And he sent us some stuff. This was mainly for the fifty-second episode, but I thought I'll I'll steal one for this, and uh, we can we can have a little discussion. So this is back to the comics. This is back to the current books. Uh, he specifies five. I don't think we'll do five each. That seems like a little bit uh, overkill. I think we'd struggle to think of ones for five each. But uh, so what he wants to know is uh, for books that we've dropped in rebirth, right? Uh, what could bring us back? What what like new creative teams could bring us back? Uh, or possibly storylines. Uh, I, th- I think with that one, he was specifically thinking about, say, Aquaman, where we don't dislike Dan Abnett, it was just what he was doing in Aquaman wasn't particularly interesting uh, after mm-hmm. a few issues. So, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to do this uh, and see what we come up with. Uh, Connor's got his thinking face on. I, th- I think for Aquaman specifically, it's at a point now where there's too much of it for me to Care, to care about Abner in general, like no matter what the story arc was, it'd probably have to be a different writer at this point for me to want to jump back in. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know who. I mean, uh, again, I, it's kind of how I just said I don't really fan cast that much. I don't really fan cast writers to certain series that much. Right? It's just you, really see who liked... they give me, and then I'm, I'm willing to try it most of the time. Yeah. I like I like the mystical aspect that Jeff Parker brought to it. I like Jeff Parker before. stuff. Yeah. Mm. Before Rebirth and Abnett took it over. Well, Abnett took it over even before, right? Didn't he? Yeah, it was about four or five issues, I think, before the. Yeah, yeah but didn't we have some Bun stuff it, in there as Bun, well? Yeah, that was. It felt like he wanted to do Cthulhu, but couldn't, you know, because there was stuff seeded out and it just fell apart. And yeah. He even talked about how, about halfway through his run, he was just kind of overwriting. The did you Did you see his uh, his April Fool's tweet actually? No, what was it? Uh, he said, "Ah." Oh, Big news, guys! I'm returning to Aquaman, and the and the hook hand is back. That's oh, great. Dear. I've got some um, unfinished business with the series. So I, I'd, I'd like Parker to return because Parker didn't have that long a run, and I liked what he was doing. No. So Parker would yeah, be. Cool. I feel like Parker is one of those losses of New Fifty Two editorial, where things happened here and there, but then it got to rebirth and, and nothing, and it feels like somewhere along the line something in, with the editorial he, kind of lost it feels him. like he's in a holding pattern because right yeah. now he's writing future quest for the hannah barbera staff mm. which I'm, is right up his alley do you know i'm really but, hoping that him and pack because him and pack were doing yeah. stuff in new 52 and we like what they were doing i'm really hoping that they are like being held in reserve as you say for like an announcement like oh 
the JSA book will be Jeff Parker or something yeah. like that, where the, yeah. they've got plans for them. It's just they've held them off because of I that. I think ultimately they're kind of like a, a Rooker or a Wade situation where something happened with the higher-ups and they've kind of left ways for now. Maybe maybe they can be tempted back because obviously we've seen they, they manage it with Rooker for, for Rebirth yeah. and that was well, obviously... I don't, know, I don't know if that's true for Parker because Parker, as you see, is doing one of the... Yeah, he is. Or I feel like that's probably a different department that's that's dealing with the Hanna-Barbera yeah. stuff. Maybe. Yeah, but but even with Pack, is he knew his it was ending, and he's doing a lot of his own creator own stuff right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's so, back at Marvel though, isn't he doing stuff? I think he's doing Hulk, but that's like Cho is like his character. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that said, so, uh, Cedric's going to start doing art on Aquaman uh, starting in June, I think, and that is tempting me to at least have a have a, another glance at it because his art's really good. So, uh, um, a a different title. I'd love to pick up Justice League again. Mm-hmm. If you take Brian Hitch and his weird stories off and give us a team Almost up Justice else. League. Well, no. Just like, <laughs> who, who can be put on Justice League that maybe again? Anyone else? Yeah. Anyone. I just, I mean, some of the best issues of it, you know, and I granted I only read the first six and then the Justice League Suicide Squad, but like Seely, I think Seely telling these kind of one-shot adventures of the team or even like different random team ups of the team. So you could get a Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman story and they're teaming up and then you can do the Green Lanterns and Superman, you know, and another story. So it kind of becomes brave and the bold. Kind of. Or you just do a big story that has all of them, you know, Hmm. instead of these like weird blockbuster trying to do big, huge things and throwing cold snap in there. It's trying to emulate Hickman, isn't it? Yeah, just have fun with it. Like, it doesn't have to be the flagship that John's had it. Like, most of the years I've been reading uh, comics, Justice League wasn't the flagship. Yeah. You know? How, how, so. How's about this one? How about All-Star Batman, right? I'll leave the I'm, new writer. I'm happy with as it is. Uh, you are, but... Uh, I'm not. But we're not, so... Uh, but All-Star Batman. I'll leave the new writer. I just need Scott Snyder to remember how he used to write. <laughs> like yeah. if he if he remembers what he was doing during like Black Mirror, uh, I would be so onto that book again. I'd be all over it, all over it. That's that's all it would take. I don't need that specific story. I just need him to write like he used to. I mean, I'm that's happy it. with it as it is, so I have no complaints on that book, unfortunately. Well, tough. Tell me what else I've dropped. Uh, you've dropped a few things. This should be easier for you than it is for us. It should. It should. I'm just. I'm, I'm trying to think which one. Which ones would uh would make a big deal for me to come back to. I think. I think most of the ones I've dropped were characters that I'm not super. And I mean, I guess, I guess the biggest one is probably Hal Cyborg. Jordan. Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern, of course, probably the biggest one. Oh. Where I actually want to read those characters. Like I care about those to a good extent. Just not from Venditti. Just not from Venditti. I, th- I think for. I hate to keep throwing out Jeff Parker, but I feel like he'd also work really well on that. Yeah. I, I do feel like you should give that another shot, get past the actual, just the, the Hal nonsense of it, because Hal is by far the worst character that Venditti writes. Give me a Green Lantern Corps book. Yeah. That, that's, that's all. When that book does the Green Lantern Corps stuff, yeah. it's by far at its best. It's a legitimately good book. It's just when it does the Hal stuff that it suffers, which is yeah. it's just weird when that's half the name. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for something like Cyborg Dog, who I'm not inherently super interested in, I think for that it has to be someone who I really like, where I'm like, I'm just going to read it because I like that writer. Like that's that's why I'm trying it at that point. Yeah. No, admittedly, we, we're DC fans, so to, I probably as soon as they put a new team on a book, I'm probably going to try it. We're probably all going to do that to, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, if they put someone great on a book like that, where I'd be like, oh man, especially if they get like a big grab, like. So, I mean, there's no hope of Wade coming back, and I'd rather Wade be doing something like Superman or yeah, something you else. Both. But uh, at least Superman's in good hands. But I say like, oh, Wade's going to do something. I was like, well, I'm going to read that because it's Wade. Like, I'm going to try reading that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I don't think because I, I think a lot of all stuff I've dropped has been stuff that I'm not particularly needing a Harley Quinn book. So we're so and that box that box perfect for what it is already. It, yeah. it, no, I mean, it's not for everyone, admittedly, but for what it's trying to do, it does it very well. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of other other ones I've dropped. I dropped Birds of Prey. I don't know if I would come back. I just... I, I, I'm getting Batgirl in Batgirl, so I'm, I'm okay with that. And I get Canary in Green Arrow. Arrow. Yeah, it's only really Huntress that you're missing out on. Yeah, and I'm, I'm okay. That, you know... <laughs> Again, it's the sort of thing, though, if the right writer does come along, you would try it again. Like, oh, yeah. Of course you would. I, but I, at the same time, you don't feel like I need that to... I don't. Whereas yeah. some of them, it's like, I want the writer to change well, immediately I, I so miss, I can read it again. Yeah, yeah, I miss reading about Hal Jordan. I, I like him as a character a lot. I just... I didn't like what Vin Diddy was doing with him, so why am I going to keep going Rebirth when I can just go and read, you know, Green Lanterns and experience these other new... You know, and it, it's scratching that itch. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm trying to think of the other stuff I've dropped, and I, I can't think of really anything. Yeah, there's, there's nothing else that I'm I'm dying for to be good. Like I, I think it's been kind of lucky in the sense that most of the stuff I want to be good is good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm I'm in a really kind of happy place with that. Obviously, there's other books that we want to appear, and hopefully they're good as well. Like we want JSA, we want Shazam, we want whatever. Yeah. But. Honestly, I think my biggest disappointment of things that I wanted to be really good that I haven't enjoyed mm-hmm. is pretty JLA. But I don't know what I can do to fix that because I like Orlando for the most part. It's just, yeah. whatever whatever it is on that book, it's just not working for me. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, but again, is that something you'd maybe try again if, if like, say Second Art comes along and we say, oh, by the way, it's changed a lot, Connor. It's, it's doing... Yeah, if I hear it's like infinitely better, then yeah, I might give it another try. And this is the thing, I don't want to say, oh, it'd take a different writer for me, because like I, said, I like story. Orlando, that should yeah. be enough that, that I'd want to read it anyway. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe if it is just much better, then maybe I'll try again. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough question, because like I say, it is, but it's tough for a good reason. It's tough because most of the books we want to like, we do like, because we have the yeah. right people on them. Uh, there's, no, there's, there's no like great shame... I guess maybe I'll an All Star Batman, but I don't really need a, th- a third Batman book. Like I'm fine with Batman and Detective. Like if All Star Batman just goes away, it's like, well, I'm getting a Batman book every week. I'm kind of, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. So, but another part of this question was, uh, it could include characters you'd like to see pulled into the larger Rebirth universe story. Zatanna. Uh, <laughs> Straight in there. No my answer for that one. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, what which book? Assuming she's not getting her own book, which book would... Okay, assuming she's not... I think it would be interesting to actually throw that in, like, 
the the actual wherever wherever the rebirth story takes place you know when they're they're going against Mm. manhattan and all that but pulling the magic side of things say well maybe we need to fight this on multiple fronts and and try different things and and bring in someone like zatanna and constantine into that i also don't think it'd be a terrible idea to say add us to the birds of prey I was just thinking that yeah. I want her and Barbara. That that would going... probably be something that would make me try that book again. Actually, That's... I'm just thinking because obviously, like obviously, Canary's got a stream, but other than that, they're they're, they're pretty much hand to hand combat. Grounded. Yeah. yeah. So that this gives them some someone a bit wackier that gives it a different uh, dimension. And... and and you do have Zatanna and Dinah teaming up quite a bit in the past. Yeah. yeah. The Fishnet Squad. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... uh, yeah. Well, and just like Barbara trying to figure out how the magic works, because she yeah, doesn't know be... how things work. Oh, I actually, and I just thought good... always just like it's magic. I just have a good one, something that will make me try Justice League again. I mean, I admittedly, I'd rather it wasn't a Hitch. Like, so obviously, I want a new writer. Uh, but also, but even if it was Hitch, but even if it was a Hitch, I'd probably try at least to see it. And Connor, if it was JLA, it'd probably get Connor at least trying it again. And that's my main man, John Jones, Martian Manhunter. Popping in. Quit it with the main man when you're not talking about Lobo. I know. It's really I'll crazy. say main man as much as I want to say main man. Oh, you bastitch. <laughs> bastitch. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, Martian Manhunter. Like, seriously, add him to a book and I'll be like, oh, I kind of want to see how they're introducing him again. See, I would not agree, wild except not I didn't wild really. Like, did either of you read his ongoing that he had in the, the DCU thing? Eh, no, yeah. I was, I was kind of checked out with the books by the time DCU right. was kind of... It was, it was fine, but I wasn't really feeling it. And it's it made me realise that, yeah, I miss Martian Manhunter and I want him, but he's not enough that I will read a book just for him. Uh, In the right frame, if you make it like a gritty noir yeah, kind of like, I, I don't think it's fair to say that he can't hold his own book. He probably can, again, with the right writer. Well, the right no, team. like you say, he, he could, but it's not... A, the character alone isn't enough that if he's oh they go oh he's in jail he's in Justice League that alone isn't enough for me to go I you need add to him to the guy. Justice League of America team and I'm re-jazzed in yeah. I wanted to read that story I, I, admittedly JLA is more interesting than Justice League especially if Hitch is, if, if Hitch is still writing Justice League it's not as like oh god I need to read this but if you add him to JLA it's like oh right okay because this one has more potential still like by far like between the two JLA has I'm just the saying potential. the dynamics of them like him and Lobo yeah. him and the Ray him and Killer Frost, like him and Killer Frost, hit it off because they both hate fire. I mean, she needs it to live, but it's like a drug to her. See, that'd be cool if any of the JLA book had been about characters hitting it off. Yeah, I know. But well, so, so again, like, yeah, like but, I say, with with a good writer in a story, I was excited about. Yeah, that would be something amazing. Yeah, but, but we said that it's or, not enough. We've, we've spoken about that already in JLA Connor. We're talking about things that would reinvigorate the books. Like, I think it's a bit unfair to assume that it's never going to do that. Well, no, it's not, but it's just that it uh, that news on its own is still not enough for me. My to, God, to... he's been such a negative little Nancy tonight, hasn't he? Well, no, this yes. is the same. Marshman, he just, like, I like him. I want him around, but that be... ongoing book where I, where I tried the ongoing book of his and I realized, you know what, I don't need this, made me realize but that the character is one that I don't need. Yo, but he loved, he loved Dr. Strange Faith, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was making a Doctor Strange. But, but Cara, we're, we're we're talking about we're talking about like things that would make us hope, things that would hope that would make things better. We're, and going back to the movies again, we were talking about things that are just a little bit hopeful. And he's just being super cynical. Well, no, 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 it was the way you said, "Oh, this would make you excited to try it again." And 
Okay, okay, maybe I came on a bit strong with my phrasing, but like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I have a bit of hope in you, goddammit. I would, I would love for them to do a Teen Titans slash Titans crossover after the Lazarus contract. Mm-hmm. And we get Young Justice. We get that lost generation from from pre-Flashpoint that have all kind of disappeared. Alright, You got okay. your Connor Kents. You got, you know... Well, Tim's still around, but... Use okay. him. Okay. Use that generation of Titans. Do, do they Ward get Allen? Do they get, we've already got a Titans tower on both the East and West Coast. Do they get a tower in another country? Midwest. Midwest. All right. <laughs> I'll just say. It's in Smallville. T- Titans Tower, Canada, <laughs> or Titans Tower. Uh, oh. Titans Tower, Kansas, midpoint of the country. All right. Um, okay. But and you give us Wonder Girl in in San, Cassie Sandsmark. Yeah, like, Cassie. I know it seems redundant with the Titans and Teen Titans, but a that Young Justice, I love a lot of those characters. Yeah, I, I came like, up reading that Teen Titans. Yeah, I don't know. Like a know? third one does seem like overkill, and I'm like, well, can you add those characters to one of the other teams? And then that feels like there's too many characters in either of yeah. those teams. I, yeah, yeah. You, you I think could, ultimately you do yeah. just make it into a Young Justice book, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, have this, and then because ultimately they're you're not Teen Titans. Yeah, and they're not the Titans. So what do you do? They're you just give them that name. That's who they were originally for John's merge of the two teams. But they, yeah. they, they, they would they would feel like the third Titans book though still, I think. Like they still feel like the yeah. third branch yeah. of that section of the universe. Yeah. Certainly. And I just you, you can tell young adult kind of stories through there. You know, they don't have to be as as kiddy. Yeah, I, I think that's it, obviously, because King Titans is is they're right just becoming teenagers. So right. it's like what can we do? Titans is we're adults now. Like this right. is what we do, and and looking back, whereas Young Justice, it, you, you get that age, maybe like eighteen ish, and you go right. This is a, a coming of age now. We're too old to be the Teen Titans, but we're not right. mature enough to be adults yet. What? Where are we? And you do I, that story. I actually just thought of the first plot we could do with like huh? so, so surely they'll come out of an event or something where they'll all come back. Great, fine, uh, and then the first plot is Damien shows up. He, he sees them forming as a team, and he shows up with like. Like a, a lawsuit. He's like, if you call yourself the Teen Titans, I'm going to yeah. sue and beat you up. And that's where Tim goes, yo, I had the Teen Titans before you were even born or grown in a lab. Pump the brakes. We're not going to do that. That's your thing. You know, <laughs> just have him. And then that rivalry restarted between. It's just the same Tim way. The, the same way he went to like Dick and like Nightwing. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, you want to be Batman? You're taking this from me." <laughs> and he's like pissed about it. I can see him doing the same thing with like a, a potential other Teen Titan group. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. just I like a lot of those characters, and they all kind of seem lost with, you know, with with Impulse and Connor Kent, Superboy, and Cassie Sandsmark, you know, Wonder Girl. And I liked seeing Cassie pop up in that that new talent showcase. What, you know? Hey, what happens? Mm. Do you remember how in like Blackest Night, uh, spoilers for Blackest Night, I guess, mm-hmm. if, if you've not read it, uh, but remember in Blackest Night you get that page where all the dead characters from like, the recent few years all came back, and yeah. there was that, that big, like, it's actually like a four-page spread, because it folded yeah. out, and yeah. it was like all the, it was like Martian Manhunter, Aquaman, uh, the Hawks, the uh, Hawk and Dove, I think was there, there was a bunch of different characters, and they all came back. Well, what if we get like, a, a page like that, at like, the end of whatever the event is, either this year, next year, and it's all these young Justice characters and whoever else is missing kind of thing. It's like, hey, they're all back. That'd be cool. And then we have to deal with it. Fine by me. Give us new books. I'll take it. Yeah. Whereas it seems like the JSA, we may get one by one because 
we have one on his way oh. very soon. Yeah. Very soon. Yeah, so yeah, so got the Legion slowly popping in. Yeah. So yeah. I, I that, that's the thing, it's like I need those books, uh, JSA and the Legion, but it feels like they're really building to them organically within the universe. So it's oh, like, yeah. okay, yeah. I, I don't I'm not happy that I have to wait because I want to read it now. But at least you're there, giving me a reason to wait. It's in there with the missing ten years. Like oh, that's yeah. that's the prime time these these characters came around. To quote exactly. every single bad movie where someone tries to put a conspiracy together, it's all connected. It is. I really hate that line of movies, by the way, not to go on a tangent, but whenever a character says that, now I just roll my eyes because it feels so contrived and cliched. Mm-hmm. It is all it. connected. And phrase it oh. a different way. Go, go out your damn way and think of a more creative way of saying it. Go on. All these things are connected. It's still the same line, basically. It's not the same line. It's the exact same phrase every time. That's what annoys me about it. It's the exact same damn line. And every single one. It's all connected. All right. I got nothing. I got yeah. nothing. Alright, don't weigh in on this it's argument. A, a, only you have something to, to really be bothered about that. No, I, I, I think most people agree it's a cliched moment in most of these movies. Because it tends to pop up in bad ones. Because they, they, they don't... Like because the writing's poorer or lazier, whatever you want to call it, it's like they they take the stock moments from other things, and that's yeah. why you get things like that that pop up repeatedly. Uh, it it tends to be in really shitty conspiracy movies or really bad horror movies where they're they're connecting why the ghost is in the house or something like that. And I watch a lot of bad horror movies, Screams After Midnight, so I am well aware of. These yeah, you things. watch far too many. Yeah. <laughs> We had a bonus one this week actually because it's April Fools. We had April Fools Day. We put that up today, so that's a yeah. thing. So a week of bonuses then, because we got a bonus for this. We do have a bonus for this tomorrow because DC are streaming live. Uh, they're streaming at I think it's two p.m. Eastern uh, tomorrow. They are streaming an announcement of their summer events. Scott Snyder's going to be there. Dan Didio, I think, is going to be there. I think Jim Lee's going to be there. There was a bunch of names listed. Uh, but they, I think they're also announcing a few other things along with it. They're going to live stream it. Uh, and so after they, they stream that, we're going to jump on and record a sort of little one-shot bonus episode just talking about what they're talking about. So we don't have to add it on to what will probably be a, a meteor week next week. And so it's not old news as well by the time we're talking about it. So... Uh, which should hopefully be all three of us, uh, because it is a kind of a shoehorned in extra recording, uh, that could change, but we're hoping that all three of us can, can make it for that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no. Which I guess neatly leads us into uh, wrapping up the show, because we went down, our, went down a rabbit hole. Uh, so, I guess I'll tell you what's coming next week, because uh, you like books, and books are back next week. Uh, so, coming next week, we have Batman issue 20, Superman issue 20, Nightwing issue 18, Green Arrow 20, Green Lantern's 20, uh, Justice League 18, which I still have listed there, even though none of us are covering it, uh, Deathstroke 16, uh, The Fallen Rise of Captain Atom issue 4, uh, which uh, Connor will be discussing, uh, and also coming out next Go week... Oh, I was going to say, is Matt not still reading that? Oh, are you? Still reading it. Well, because me- yeah. remember, he, he, he didn't want to, and then he yeah. drawn back in. I just, my memory I was conf- confuddling uh, at which point he left on. Uh, and then we're not covering these but also our Harley Quinn 17 Cyborg 11 and Aquaman 20 and yes okay you're doing the backup in Harley Quinn yes, uh, yeah yes. I was just going to say Harley Quinn 17 has the backup by Paul Dini so I will be checking that out and seeing if it's if it's worth following along yeah I might I might skim that while I'm at the shop 
<laughs> no one would blame you. No. Nah, no one. Uh, so yeah, that, that's uh, next week. I'll be the first week of April. Uh, even though technically it's April now, but you know what I mean. The first week of week of books in April. Uh, so yeah, I look forward to that. Uh, and I guess that wraps up the show. We have we have no favourites to do. I mean, obviously we could do a panel, I suppose. But doing doing picking favourite artist or cover or whatever feels a bit redundant when we only have three books. Yeah. Do we agree? Do we disagree? No, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, if you split Batgirl into two, you've got four books. Yeah. Well, Matt has four books. That's all of three. You have two. Oh, you've got three. Oh, no, I've got yeah, four. Yeah. Matt's got five. You've got four. Matt's got five. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, was... I was wondering how you were getting these numbers then for a second. Math! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alright, I'll, I'll give you a favourite panel. It's uh, in Titans when Aquaman, uh, when they're talking about who who imposters could be not knowing each other properly well, he accuses Wally. He's like, ah, oh, a couple of months ago, none of us even knew who you were, even even you, Flash. And it's the panel where Flash steps in front of Wally and says, I do now. Because mm-hmm. he's sticking Pretty up good. for Wally. And so, that's my pick. That's my pick for panel. My mine will the... be... Oh, go ahead, Connor. Uh, mine's just the one I mentioned earlier in Titans with Wonder Woman, with the shield under the Metallo saving, I think it was Nightwing and someone else. It looked great. Yeah, cool. My, mine's from the first story in, in Batgirl where Kara hugs her because she's so excited. That's a fine choice. Yep. That's uh, a fine choice. And so good. Babs is like, too tight, too tight. Yep. Because she's super strong. Right. Cool. There we go. So you got a little bit of a favourite section. Uh, the rest of them feel kind of redundant, but there you go. That that has been Cards from the Multiverse episode. I think this is forty-five. No, oh. we're getting up there. Getting up there. Yeah, forty-five. Yeah. Episode yeah. forty-five. So thank you very much for watching and or listening. Let us know what you thought of this week's limited amount of books in the comments below. Uh, by all means, give us your thoughts on the the Just Been Batgirl movie and. Uh, if you do like the current DC movies, uh, apologies for the just the the, the concentrated hate, <laughs> I guess. Oh, we'll get used to it. But at least we were kind of hopeful uh, this this week. Con- Connor is the cynical one, uh, or at least the most cynical. Of us. <laughs> yeah, uh, I should I should phrase that that way. Anyway, so yeah, that's us. Uh, thanks for watching and listening. Let us know, like and subscribe, whatever you are, five star rating, all that kind of thing helps us out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates and just general updates about shows. Uh, individual Twitters, I'm at Wibble89, Connor's at ConorRyan94, Matt is at MattOfSteel57. Uh, so if you want to see us rambling, get us on there. But there you go, that's it. So thanks very much for watching and listening. I've said that a few times. I always say it a few times. It's, it's, I come back to it. I'm thankful, as I guess. I'm, 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 just, I'm thankful. So once again, thank you. We'll see you next time, Mm -hmm. keep reading books, and always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. Long live the Legion.